0: Hello and welcome back to the NUFC Opinion Blog for a very special interview today. I'm joined by two people I've had on the channel before, in Alex Hurst and Charlotte Robson. Previously, it was just for about their their career in terms of what they've done in Newcastle fan media, etc. with True Faith and all that. But today, I'm interviewing them as members of the Newcastle United Supporters Trust Board, which of course has just put out a very special scheme, the 1892 Pledge. So firstly, I know you both probably had to do this a million times so far, but... If you don't mind just giving a bit of an overview as to what it is, that would be absolutely fantastic.
1: I'll have a go, because Alex is probably sick of this. You would not say a bit proud, but, you know, on autopilot, I'll have yeah. a go. And you can butt in, Alex, if you think I'm missing anything crucial. But at this stage, I really hope that I'm not, because I've done this several times. Um, the 1892 Pledge Scheme is an ambitious, fan-led, money-raising project to uh, hopefully people will pledge their money month on month and the ultimate goal is to eventually own a stake in Newcastle United when it is sold.
0: Very good. Got the nod. Yeah, you've had the approval, Charlotte. Well done. <laughs> well done. Now, Alex, this is something that's been in the works for, for some time now. I think you said to me it's been at least a couple of years in the making. What, what inspired the idea and how did it come to be?
2: Yeah, the idea um, has been... Gleaned from the foundation of Hearts in Scotland, who are probably one of one of or the best examples of supporter ownership in action, um, and Norman Watson, who's been on the trust board for a very long time, um, has had done a lot of research and had I feel, you know, f- he felt like that the supporter dialogue process at Newcastle had run its course uh, if it had ever really got off the ground. So he brought it to what I call the old trust back in 2017. We then spent a, a year talking about it amongst other things and doing our research and, and all those kind of things. And um, 2018, we decided to do it, uh, you know, with Rafa Benitez and his uh, his contract situation, the fact that Mike Ashley the previous summer had taken £34 million out of the club's transfer budget. I think a lot of fans uh, were really frustrated with the way things were going and and, and us at the trust kind of thought we have to kind of be a third way because you had protests, you had don't buy things in the ground, you had the Magpie group doing their stuff, you had a lot of kind of direct action which for all its good intentions and I'm not saying it didn't achieve anything but you know when you set yourself a goal of Mike Ashley selling the club and he's still here over and over again you have to try and think of a new way to engage the fan base to achieve some of its goals, and we thought that number one, relaunching the trust and making a new supporters trust, uh, trying to re-engage with the club, uh, trying to build membership again, was the first idea. And we, we hoped if we were successful with that first endeavour, that would be able one day to be able to launch the pledge scheme. So it's been a long time coming. It's a bit of a dream. It started out as a dream, but it's a reality now. And uh, you know, like you said at the start of the show, it's been it's been a slog. It's been a lot of work by a lot of people. Um, and there's a lot more to come because we are passionate about making this a reality. We're not just going to say, well done, you know, us for, for getting it off the ground, although that was a lot of work. The hard work starts now.
0: Mm. You mentioned hearts there. How important was the communication with the people who were involved in their scheme in putting this together?
2: It was essential. Uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't have done it without them. Um, and I think, I think one of the, the key messages that they gave us was, Anything is possible, and that's what I like about this scheme. Is that, you know, I keep hearing some of the criticism that we've had, and we haven't had a lot of criticism. Is that, you know, what does one percent do? And it's like we aren't trying to raise money just to get one percent of the club. That's the minimum, It's the smallest percentage you can have to, to a, a round number. Um, and, and what Hart showed us was that if if those guys at Hearts hadn't done what they'd done, Hearts would have gone bust and into liquidation. Now they didn't save the club. They didn't have the money. They didn't do it in time. What they did do was organise themselves into a coherent group that um, established its fundraising power as a group of normal supporters, which showed the person, the woman who did save the club, that there were fans here who were going to be able to buy the club from her. Now, Newcastle's different. Newcastle's different. It's different in a lot of ways. It's different in terms of size of club, in terms of country, in terms of situation. But what's not different is two fan bases who want the best for the football clubs. And Hearts showed us that, that really anything is possible if fans work together. And that's the, the key message that we've taken from them is there are always naysayers and there are always people who tell you what can't be done, but we're interested in what can be done. And I'm really excited to find out what we can do as a, as a fan base.
0: Hmm. Now, obviously, for this to work, you've had, you've put in four guardians who will look after the money. And they are Warren Barton, George Culkin, Ian Mearns MP and Lee Humble. Were they easy choices to be put in those rules? Either can answer on this one.
1: Well, Alex did a lot of the sort of guardian. I mean, you spoke to lots of different people. You wanted a range of different kinds of people, different professions, people who are respected. Those are the um, sort of key things. This is, this is people's money, and that is, no, we're, we're, that is not something any of us say lightly you you want to be as crystal clear as you can be when asking for people's money um, that you're gonna look after it in the way that you've said that you will and and I think I think uh, Alex, I don't know actually, it's a really good question from Daniel because I'm like, how did you come up with like Warren Barton and stuff, who is honestly just the most enthusiastic, amazing guy, like so positive about this project. I've watched a few of
0: these interviews over the last couple of days and they've been brilliant.
1: Yeah, I'm he's excellent and he's so engaged with it. And he's so like, I genuinely believes in it, which is, which I all do to be clear, mm. like that's not an anomaly, but it's a it's a very sort of beautiful thing to to be a part of. Um, but I'll let Alex take on why and how he picked them.
2: No, you are correct, Charlotte, with everything that you said there. And I think we wanted there was two things we wanted to do. Like Charlotte, so we wanted people who either supporters could recognise for whatever reason, uh, and therefore be assured that their money would be safe. Because there are people in the public eye here who let's be, let's face it are both massively trustworthy as individuals, but would you know do huge damage to their career if they uh, misused the money in any way. Um, but also we kind of think that what we've what we've built. And the four guys that we've got, and hopefully as we move forward, is that this isn't a, a finished list. You know, what I mean, we are always looking for, for new people to, to come and supplement what we've got. And it was that we wanted the guys that we had to be able to support the scheme also. So it wasn't just a pure make sure nothing bad happens to the money we wanted people with expertise in their chosen fields, which would be beneficial to the members of the supporters' trust through the 1892 pledge scheme. So you've got Warren Barter, Bar, Barter, Barton, mm-hmm. um, ex-England player, famous Newcastle player, 220-odd appearances for Newcastle United, Cup finals, Champions League appearances. Um, that That's massive. But what Warren does is give us a lot of credibility because of his name and because people trust him. But he also gives his contacts to other players, to people within football. That's really helpful. He gives us a degree of... Um, of media savviness. You know, he works in the football media. He's a very successful uh, analyst and, and coach in the United States of America at the minute. So there's a lot of skills that he's brought to the table beyond just his name. Same with Lee Humble, corporate accountant by trade, but also now works in mergers and acquisitions of buying um, businesses. And, and, you know, if it ever did come to the stage, hopefully where we could acquire some shares in Newcastle United, Lee would be at the forefront of that because it's his bread and butter. You have Ian Mearns, who um, is not just the MP for Gateshead and a hugely successful and popular MP uh, and class cast an season ticket holder but who is hugely respected across party lines in Westminster which doesn't happen very often uh, with MPs uh, he works, particularly works on issues revolving around um, regarding football fans so again his, his connections his ability to, to potentially get the pledge scheme and the supporters trust into the corridors of power if, if it ever needed to be for whatever reason that was absolutely crucial. And then finally, you have George Culkin, who uh, is a hugely respected um, local football writer and has been covering Newcastle United for nearly 25 years. Uh, he is a very, very successful man in this field, hugely reliable and trustworthy, but again, has a fantastic network of connections, uh, works with key people in terms of Newcastle United um, fan folklore. He's very close to... Uh, Ex players, he has fantastic connections in the media, and we we thought he would be a fantastic networking individual for us. And also, he would be fantastic again with giving us some sort of gravitas when dealing with people higher up the food chain in football. Because often, you know, people rightly or wrongly would look at football fans. Whereas the four names I've just given you there might be able to open some doors for the supporters' trust that we wouldn't have because of the connections they have. So that that's why we appointed them but it was a, it wasn't a, a straightforward process you know I, I, I got lots of people said no um, to to me and to Norman when we're, we went around trying to do this we had afternoons off work phone calls you know tried to set up uh, you know meetings with successful people who had never met before you know when when I was speaking to some of these people who hadn't even relaunched the supporters trust who so we were asking them to buy into something that didn't necessarily exist so yeah, I have to give a lot of credit in particular to Um, George and Lee who both took that plunge back in like 2019 uh, based on the idea alone rather than anything tangible for them to look at but yeah we're we're really really lucky like Charlotte says and who we have on our side.
0: Brilliant to hear now the total raised is now higher than the capacity of St James's Park if my figures are correct so after one week surely you're both very proud of this figure as I say only one week since it was launched and how high do you realistically both think that one day this could get?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really proud. I'm really happy with this. I think it's an excellent start, but it is a start. It is not, hmm. you know, this this we want this to absolutely snowball, you know. Um, we've said that 1%. Currently, 1% of the club is valued at about three and a half million quid. That's how we've sort of we keep saying that, and people keep saying, that's going to get you nothing. But as Alex said there at the top of the show, that's a minimum. We are, we put that number out there as a sort of first stop, if you will. Um, I think this scheme could be inc- Well, I think it is off to a really successful start. I think it could be extremely successful. Look at Hearts, um, which Alex is honestly, if you haven't, if you don't know the Heart story, go out there and look because it's it's so interesting and it's amazing what they've done. They raised around 12 million quid as a supporters group and um, Scotland's league is is smaller than ours. Their fan base is smaller than ours. Like there is so much potential here um, for for our um, pledge scheme to raise a really significant millions and millions of quid. And I, of quid? I don't think anyone ever says that, of pounds. Um, And I really believe believe that we can and will. Um, I think three and a half million is our starting block and we're going to uh, keep going from there
0: easily. Yeah, it's nice to see that it certainly does have potential. Certainly, yeah. I've I've um, supported, I've, I've pledged some money as well, I must say.
1: Thank you. Um, Me too, you know, by the way. Money yeah. where my mouth is. I have a pledge set up pre-day one, actually.
0: You know, I'm, I'm putting my student loan to good use. That's all <laughs> I can <say>. Thank you. <laughs> um, now, on the first day it was launched, you had the backing of Alan Shearer on Twitter, and since then, Rob Lee and Steve Howey have also showing their support. It must be good to see other legends, obviously Warren is one of the guardians, but other legends getting involved as well and supporting it.
1: Oh my God, yeah. Like, um, you know, we're hoping that's tip of the iceberg stuff as the word spreads and and ex-players and and people get involved and sort of see what we're doing and, and like it. Um, but as it stands, yeah, having Alan Shearer's backing publicly from, from that day, I think it was day one, wasn't it? It was, it was from on the Thursday was just amazing it's we all hoped that would happen but it actually happening was just like just so incredible because so influential his reach is massive and um and he's Alan Shearer
0: right you won him on board of course yeah now there has been some skepticism I have to say I've, se- I've seen comments etc so are you both confident that one day this will succeed and work
1: Alex, the
2: last two, you go. Thank you, Um, we were definitely confident it would work. Uh, We wouldn't have launched it otherwise, I think it wasn't just something that we, me, Charlotte and our colleagues and the board thought would happen. We engaged with hundreds of fans about this idea before the launch to try and get feedback on the idea, the process, the outcome. And, you know, we made sure we spoke to influential Newcastle fans in terms of high-profile people, people within the media, people on with certain fan reach. And it was really important to us that we got their endorsement because, at the end of the day, this is just an idea and it's never been done before. It's never been done in the, the club's history. In terms of something, you know, we're not offering shares to people or anything like that. We're just saying, what can we raise and what can we do? Um, you know, the... We are more than happy to engage with anyone who's skeptical. People have questions. that's perfectly natural. We're trying to get on as much fan media as possible to answer questions and speak to people like yourself, Dan. So sure we're enough. not going anywhere. We're here to talk. we're here to be constructive. not everyone will like the idea. We understand that, but that just that motivates me. Um, let's Let's see who we can convince. you know Charlotte's already done that, haven't you, Charlotte? where you've had some people uh, very skeptical and through some simple dialogue and exchange of you know views and questions and answers, You've managed to bring them round and that's incredibly satisfying.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. We've had loads and loads of emails. You can send a message through the pledge website, which is 1892pledge.co.uk if you have not been very good
0: it. plug. Very good plug. Yeah.
1: Um and you can email us board at uk. You can email me directly, charlotte.robson. You can go on Twitter at Charlotte at um at TF Alex 1892. Is that your handle? Yeah. yeah. Um and there's been lots of dialogue we've had over Twitter where people saying like, what's this going to get you? What, what, like, do you really think this will work? This is pie in the sky. Okay, that's fine. But there's people saying like, well, what will happen um, if this fails? Um, well, we we'll hope it doesn't, is the answer. And if it does, which we haven't mentioned in this, which is, you know, worth sort of highlighting, if it does, the guardians will take a view on whether or not we should stop the scene and, Put it to our members' votes. If you're a member of the trust, you have a vote. Every member has one vote. It doesn't matter how much you put into the pledge scheme. Um, the guardians will put it to the members, and then we'll decide on charities based in the northeast of England to distribute the money around. Look, that's no bad thing, is it? Um, charities getting a, ch- a big chunk of change. That's not our goal, though. <laughs> mm. We uh, we want we want this to succeed, and we want we want a, a part to be a part of Newcastle United. Mm um I don't really mind the naysayers I'm trying really hard like it's it's very hard I think not to feel like a, it's a personal attack because so much of ourselves has gone into this we've worked so hard but once you step back take a second and step back and think well okay how can I engage with this comment constructively some of them you can't that's fine um one person said to me yesterday you keep mentioning going down the leaves sounds like that's what you want and I was like, absolutely not. I'm a fan of this football club. Of course, I don't want us to go down the leagues, and I don't think anybody else on the board does. But because we've used those examples as, um, as like, like you said, like you, like you, you Wigan, is Wigan one of them? I think Wigan is one of them. Or um, example as well. You yeah, exactly. Say. Right. We've used these examples of clubs that have haven't had anybody there to to sort of help bail them out, and um, and I. Uh, Alex wants to jump in after me. He's putting another yeah. Um It threw me. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, I, I, I absolutely don't want us to go down. It's not part of the grand plan. I would love us to stay up. We want to raise money for wherever we are whenever we're sold doesn't that's not the where we are in the leagues does not matter to me and and you know I don't know that the person was necessarily convinced but it ended up being a bit more of a civil discussion and that's you know brilliant if we can if we can engage with people and change minds then that's excellent
2: yeah Alex over to you in a perverse kind of way any time that I feel anyone in any field does anything worthwhile you're going to get people trying to knock it down and that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm saying people who are critical or don't like the idea are trying to knock it down. But in terms of some of the stuff Charlotte alluded to there about you know, some of the stuff being like not particularly constructive, um, the very first day I launched a fundraiser for Gallagher Flags, my mentions were filled with as many people saying, this is a con, you're a thief, what, why, why would you want to raise money for flags when I'm there's food banks... Exactly, and and it's like it's the, I only use this because it's, because of my own personal experience. It's it's not that this is a particularly brilliant example. It's like if you were to listen to, the, to to those comments and stop or doubt yourself, then you won't achieve anything. Um, and not this is about personal achievement at all. But I think as the trust board, like we alluded to before, if we hadn't spoken to over five hundred fans about the idea and got them on board ahead of the launch it might be easier to listen to some of those critical voices, but because we have the support of Alan Shearer, it's like, who are you going to listen to? Well, right, okay, you, you know, someone's saying to Charlotte, well, you want us to get relegated. Well, Alan Shearer has is, is taken on board the idea, and he doesn't seem to have an issue with the fact we're talking about relegation openly, uh, and Warren Barton doesn't, and Lee Humble doesn't, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's just to answer the original question, we, I, I, I would be worried in this online world in which... Um, we inhabit in terms of this idea and and as individuals if we didn't get that and I know that's a bit of a strange thing to say but that's just my experience that the more worthwhile the idea the more there are a small minority who would inevitably want to try and pull it down before it's got off the ground and and the same happened when we relaunched the trust as well why are you doing this it's been tried it's failed trust's a joke, you know, all this kind of stuff, and that was fine, and, and people are entitled to opinion, but one of the biggest trusts in the, in the country, by a mile, uh, and it was us who were speaking to Amanda Stable last summer, and us who Rafa Benitez probably commented on when he left the club, and it was the trust that Richard Masters engaged with last year, all of those things happened because ordinary Newcastle fans came together to try and do something, whereas being critical on social media, if it's not terribly constructive, might feel good in the short term, but it doesn't actually achieve anything.
0: Now, You've you've had the backing of the Chronicle, certainly, and other other media as well. Was were, were they easy to convince out of interest?
2: Very very easy to convince. Mark Douglas, one of the first people I spoke to in December 2018, we went for our first coffee about this idea, and it was one of those things along the way where I was always nervous about telling people this idea, particularly since we hadn't relaunched the trust at this point, and it's always like we're going to do this, but we know it might take three years. Um, and he was, you know, he was incredibly supportive, immediately loved the idea. I think the guys at the Chronicle uh, understand Newcastle's fan base and understand the need for something positive for people to latch onto. And I might be speaking out of turn here, but I'm sure it's quite nice for them to have something, um, you know, ambitious to talk about because the football club lacks so much ambition.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Just to, to some things that obviously we've mentioned how there has been some scepticism. So is there anything else you'd like to say, both of you, to those who still aren't convinced yet? <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Why are you not convinced? Uh, reach out to us. Have a have a chat with us. I'll get on the yeah. phone. Yeah, I'll get on the phone with you. I will. I'll have a Zoom. We can we can chat. Let's talk about it. If you're not convinced, let me. Like don't like let me convince you. But let's let's have a conversation. I'm open to feedback. It would be it would be dangerous, I think, for us to close our ears and and put blinkers on and and ignore people who have. Legitimate concerns. Send us an email. Let's like lay out your questions if you if you don't want to have a conversation over the phone. You know that's what I would say. We're here to answer questions. We're here to um, explain things. Um, there are ten of us on the board, and m- many of us have you know allocated time in our weeks for the next few weeks to talk to people who want to talk to us if they do, and I'm more than happy to.
0: Very good. That, some, do you have something to say quickly?
2: Oh. oh, I'd echo everything Charlotte said, of course, but I'd also say what's the worst that can happen? Like, you know, even if you're not completely behind the idea and you don't want to take Charlotte, Charlotte's very kind offer of a chat with anyone, what is the worst that can happen here? If you think about the journey that Newcastle United has been on the last 14 years and continues to embark upon in terms of this horrible negative downwards trajectory would I just would say what's the what is the worst that can happen Mm -hmm. by getting behind the 1892 pledge scheme well the worst is that your money will go to charities in the northeast you can choose the amount you can set how often you pay you can pledge and then cancel or wait and see where we get to and then jump on board or you know you could wait and see who we get behind this moving forwards because hopefully we're going to have some more famous faces behind the idea so this is a long-term strategy and a long-term ambition
0: very good well i thank you both very much for joining me once again thank we you now. no it's it's my pleasure and that sums things up so if you haven't already had a look at the website and maybe made a pledge obviously it's completely up to you but charlotte if you want to quickly just um read out the website name again just
1: yes yeah, you know. 1892 pledge.co.uk that's the numbers 1892 pledge.co.uk um there's a frequently asked questions on there there is how to contact us on there There is, um, you don't need an account once you've pledged, it'll make one for you. That's that's one that often comes up. And um, if you're not a member of the trust and you are considering pledging, also consider uh, joining us because then you will have a vote with uh, what happens to the money when the time comes. Although hopefully that's a few, that's a little while away yet.
0: Brilliant, thank you both very much for joining me. That sums things up. So thank you all very much for watching and how are the lads?